Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Koi Pond and Water Garden Podcast. A podcast for the aquatically obsessed. With your host, Mike Gannon, the Pond Hunter. In pursuit of all things aquatic. Bringing you Koi Pond and Water Garden advice straight from the field. The show starts now. Now. Hey, cool. Hey, everybody. Hey, welcome to the Koi Pond Water Garden podcast, previously known as the Pond Hunter Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Mike Gannon. I'm happy to be here with all of you. What do you guys think of the new opening? And the new branding of the show, I think the Koi Pond Water Garden podcast tells us a little bit more about what we're talking about in all of these episodes. And welcome to episode 55. So there's lots of places for you to go back to and check out previous episodes for all things aquatic. And that's what we are in the pursuit of all things aquatic. And again, I'm Mike Gannon. I'm the owner of Full Service Aquatics based out of Summit, New Jersey. I'm a pond professional. Um, I've been dealing and servicing and designing, installing koi ponds and water gardens for the better part of the last 25 years, and just use this podcast to share some of my experiences with you. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how black koi matter. And this is not a uh, political movement. I'm trying to get started here, not even close to that, but black koi do matter when it comes to your koi keeping experience. And you can ask any koi keeper how they first became introduced to koi fish, and they'll probably tell you a story how they came across a pond a while ago that contained these amazing, colorful, beautiful, friendly fish. And many koi keepers are drawn into koi keeping because of those beautiful, clean, bright colors, red, orange, white, yellow, just to name a couple of them. And these colors are so pure, so attractive, and eye-catching that how can you blame them? Not many koi keepers will recall being drawn to the black of the koi, the sumi. The appreciation of black, the appreciation of sumi, typically comes after a koi keeper has been keeping koi for some time. It's the immediate bright colors that draw you in, and then that subtle allure of the black that appreciation of black ends up becoming a major factor in high quality koi choices. Indeed, black koi matter. The base stock from which all modern day koi come from are called magoi. Magoi is what the Japanese and Chinese consider the common carp, which is also known to be a black carp. However, magoi will typically exhibit a bit of bronze in its coloring, depending on how the light hits it and which part of, part of the body it's on. And an easily distinguishable orange or white belly um, color. So Magoi is not truly black koi. The truly black koi will have a deep jet kind of ink black coloring with minimal belly coloration, although there'll probably be some. And it's a developed strain of koi known as karasu. Karasagoi are the true black koi. Karasu have been bred in Japan for quite some time. They're the crows of the koi varieties, and the term karasu means crow in the Japanese language. The crow is known as a messenger of divine intervention in Japanese mythology. It's kind of cool. 
even though the base was there to create black koi from the Magoy ancestry, a lot of work had to go into breeding and fixing the variety of karasu. Some koi lore claims that the black koi came about almost spontaneously after World War II, in which the nation of Japan had atomic bombs detonated on the island and radiation. And these detonations perhaps played a role in the transmutation of these koi turning black. Others maintain that the lore that black koi were being bred prior to World War II with intent for the metamorphosis to black. Perhaps we'll never truly know how Karasu came to be, but isn't that part of the mystery of the color black? These days, however, black koi are bred, not just in Japan, but from numerous sources with Philippines and Indonesia having some active production rates of black koi. The color black has always held culturally significant um, some, some strong cultural significance. And how you perceive the color black, how it affects you, will likely be driven by your cultural upbringing. In many cultures, the color black is the color of sophistication, sexiness, power. Think of tuxedos and little black dresses of high society. Authoritative and powerful figures will typically dress themselves in black. Judges, law enforcement, priests, ninjas, even Johnny Cash, all effectively use the color black as a message of strength and dominance. Of course, black can have some very negative connotations, such as death, sin, affliction, sadness, mourning, and the occult. Black can be just plain bad luck in many cultures. On the other hand, to have a black koi in your pond will be to have a source of good luck, as Japanese tradition would have it. The black koi is, black koi is considered very good luck. Some would take it a step farther and say that black koi are not simply good luck. Better yet, black koi absorb negative energy. They promote a restful, contemplative feeling. They alleviate life obstacles, and they invite wealth into the life of the pond keeper. To me, that sounds pretty good. That's reason enough to go ahead and grab some black koi and get them in your pond. I mean, come on. We all could use a little good luck. On Children's Day in Japan, the tradition of flying colorful koi flags representing different family members sweeps over the entire country. It's really cool. It's a cool event. I haven't seen it. I've seen pictures of it. I've seen some video of it where all these really cool, colorful koi flags get sent out, sent up, and they're blowing in the wind and just looking amazing. But the black koi flag represents the father figure in Japanese tradition. Black koi can add great mystery to your pond as well, gliding almost imperceptibly against the pond bottom, providing stark contrast to the more colorful koi in your pond maybe making your more colorful koi more interesting. How comforting is it to know that you have a karasu making its rounds in your pond, collecting up all the bad luck, negative energy, and obstacles of life while making your coffers full? I'll take two karasu, por favor. I could use it. When choosing your karasu, 
use all the typical criteria and precautions for purchasing koi. Don't just go in and say, ah, I just want a black koi. Make sure you're getting healthy, hopefully uh, well-acclimated koi coming from your dealers. You don't want cuts, scrapes, abrasions, torn fins, red streaks, hazy eyes, missing scales, and so on. If you can get a quarantine fish, hey, all the better. But what you do want to look for once you found that right candidate for your pond, you want to look for sharp, deep black coloration. The more jet black, the better. The belly area, having as much black as possible, is desirable. An orange belly, if it's going to have some coloration, is preferred over a white belly where the black does not cover. Fins and tails should be fully intact and black. No white, no white at the bases, no white at the outer fringes. They should be black when you're going for the true Karasu. Take a look around the eyes. A lot of times eyes will have different colorations surrounding it, kind of call it the eyelid, if you will. Um, You do want those to be black, preferably, although blue looks kind of cool too. Red can be there as well. However, again, when talking about the Karasu, go for black. That would be the preferable coloration. Karasu do not require any special care beyond the typical requirements of all koi, and they are unaffected by color food. (laughs) They're black, so there's that. But there's more. They will grow up to a nice three-foot length when given the room and proper nutrition, Many of the Karasu koi keepers report them to actually be very good eaters and healthy appetites. So keep the treats handy too. Karasu goi would actually be great candidates for that hand-fed pet koi. You know, we see the videos of them here and there, but we just can't seem to get the right fish in our pond that will feed from our hands. Well, the Karasu may just well be that fish. And they'll pretty much quit eating when you're ready to quit feeding. They have great appetites. So typical Karasu is also going to enjoy a long lifespan. 30 plus years, I think, is pretty reasonable to expect. Not unreasonable at all when they're properly cared for and have the room to grow and thrive. Koi become family pets due to their long lives. And everybody knows the critically important rule when keeping more than one Karasu, they must be kept in odd numbers. We all know what happens otherwise, right? Karasugoi are a great addition to any koi collection. They really are a most pleasant surprise in most collections since they're not always easily visible. They will always be a conversation starter. Their black skin glistening in the sun is a pretty striking sight to see during feeding times and other times that they're breaching the water. It just looks so beautiful. And let's face it, having a jet black koi is just plain cool. (laughs) Karasu will often become a favorite fish in spite of the missing reds, whites, orange, and yellows that koi are loved for. So koi keepers who take the plunge and add some karasagoi to their ponds will find out that black koi do matter indeed. 
So reach out to your local pond professional or your koi fish dealer and see if they have some karasu that you might be able to get into your pond and start enjoying some of the benefits of having black koi. Black koi matter. They do. So get them in your pond and start enjoying them right away, folks. And before you know it, you're going to have a hand-fed, lifelong pet to enjoy. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm your host, Mike Gannon. Welcome to, again, I hope you enjoyed the first edition of the newly branded Koi Pond Water Garden Podcast, formerly the Pond Hunter Radio Podcast, broadcast. And you can find more Pond Hunter on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. My website is fullserviceaquatics.com. The easy name to remember is loveyourpond.com. That will take you to my website, where you can also enjoy uh, the blog, the Love Your Pond blog, which is chock full of all sorts of different topics that pond keepers will certainly find most interesting. Again, everybody, thanks for checking in and checking out this episode on Black Koi, and we'll see you next time on the Pond Hunter Radio bot- podcast. Thanks, everybody. And take care. You have been listening to the Pond Hunter Radio broadcast on Blog Talk Radio with your host, Mike Gannon, the Pond Hunter. In the pursuit of all things aquatic, broadcasting Wednesday nights on Blog Talk Radio. The Pond Hunter, keeping it pondy for the aquatically obsessed. That's right, keeping it pondy for the aquatically obsessed like folks yourselves. And again, if you want to reach out to me, maybe you have a project you want to do. Don't feel. Uh, that you can't reach out and talk to me about it, or if you have any questions regarding your ponds, my email is mgannon at fullserviceaquatics.com, or you can reach me at 908-277-6000. I'd love to hear from you, and I'm happy to be of help if anybody needs some help with their pond, water garden, koi pond, water feature issues. Take care, everybody. See you next time. Peace. <laughs>